Tristan. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. Yep, we are. I was thinking, you really should like pre-record this intro because I've been sick and I sound like a man. (laughs) And I'm like, promise, it's just me. We should like pre-record it and do the same thing for all of them. Well, and we were even talking about adding a little bit to our intro Yes, we need to make it a little more official, I think, for season four. I think so. Okay. Anyway. Add that to the little to-do list. Put that on our planning list. Yes. Okay, guys. We have another Q&A episode for you today. This is our... Last one? Yes. So this ended up being a lot longer than we thought it was going to be. Yeah. We were like going into like, oh, it'll be like four weeks, like the last one. No, it's six. Like five or six. So when is, what is the date of season four premiere? Season four premieres. Oh, boy. February 12th. Valentine's oh, weekend. Okay. Which is our it's always the first week of September. Yeah. And then we try to come out on Valentine's weekend considering the content. <laughs> it um, just works. I just yeah, I wasn't sure what the actual day yes. was. So it's February okay. 12th. Which is not that far off. It's like, not Sunday is February. I know. Or before that. Saturday? Saturday. Saturday is, because yeah. the second is a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. So we are Coming up on it real quick. Yeah. But we're so excited, as we always are, about everything. And we have some fun topics that we don't actually remember at the moment, but we're going to go plan the calendar after we record this episode. Yep. So <laughs> there will be more to come about all of that. But And I think yeah. Kristen mentioned it last week, too. We have on our Instagram profile if you go click the link there there's a little form that you can send in couch cast ideas or questions episode ideas topics questions so we're gonna be calendaring out is that a verb calendaring i think so okay. we're gonna be it's calendaring we out can make our own verbs <laughs> all of season four so send us your ideas because now's the time to get them on the calendar yeah definitely so also pro tip that's not related to anything we just said but to Valentine's Day. Don't watch Les Mis on Valentine's Day because I made that mistake last year. And unless you're just really wanting to be depressed, I would highly recommend doing something different. We warned you. I know. And I did. I am glad I saw the movie. It's so good. It's a great movie. I had to watch Happy Things afterwards for a while. Just if you're planning your Valentine's and you don't have someone to spend it with. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. Got so it. learn from my past experiences. Okay. <laughs> So let's jump in to our questions for today. Let's do it. Do you want to read the first one? Sure. Okay. Okay. Go for it. So our first question is, how can you tell if Christian guys are into you or if they're just being nice? Now, before you answer this, I do have one thing that I was thinking about after we were putting this one on here. Thinking back to the Men Tell All series, we got different answers to this. Yes, we did. I didn't get a you lot know, of clarity on this. <laughs> this is the one I was like, that was not very helpful. No. I mean, it was. You saw that there was different perspective on it, it and that's helpful in and of itself. But Brett said, okay, guys are not just being nice. Like, they're just not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Gabe especially said, well, of course I'm going to be nice to girls I'm not dating. Like, I'm not going to be rude to them. What are you talking about? So I was kind of like, maybe it's somewhat of an age thing? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What do know. you think? I, I literally was reading each of these questions, I'm like, what do I do when I don't know the answers to the questions that people are asking us? Because I I struggle with this now, and I'm in my mid-20s well, I'm of trying early to figure 30s, out. Early 30s, and yeah. I, I don't always know either. I think one thing you can know is that it's going to look different for every guy, which is not helpful. <laughs> 
But I think it's the reality of the situation. And then I would also say too, as a starting place, let's say, is he being nice to you in the same way he is being nice to everyone else? If the answer to that question is yes, either he likes everybody or he's just being nice. Mm -hmm. If the answer to that question is no, then I think you have grounds to move forward and maybe test those waters a little bit. Maybe be a little flirty, be a little touchy and see how he responds to that. And that's how you make your decision, not off the initial. Yeah, take some time to observe him, not in a creepy way, but you don't have to... (laughs) know this right off the bat you can take your time and kind of see okay is he flirting because some guys are just flirts shamelessly and that's not helpful for anyone. that's not helpful for anyone exactly but (sighs) some guys are just really kind to everyone or some guys are kind but they treat you differently right so I think it's a matter of like looking for a lot of times we talk about looking for red flags. I think in this you're looking for green flags. Yes. And so it's a matter of a continuous process of looking for those green flags until you get to the point of like, okay, he really does like me. Yeah, and if it gets to the point where you feel like you've got some ground to either he's treated you differently and you want some clarity, or if you're observing and you're still confused, it's okay to address this with him and to be oh, like, absolutely. Hey, so when you do X, Y, and Z, it comes across as flirting. Are you flirting with me? Or is that just you being friendly? I, yeah. No pressure. Just trying to figure out what you're thinking here. And it doesn't have to be this big, don't huge, make it a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Deal of a conversation, but you can ask for clarification on that if you're confused. Sure. So, oh, but yeah. Give it some time to have a few examples. Don't just be like, oh my gosh, you uh, laughed at my jokes all day on Saturday. So I really need to know if that was you being flirty or not. Are you in love with me? Yes. (laughs) Check yes or no. Um, Oh my word. Are we in seventh grade? Oh my gosh. So Sometimes I wish we could go back to that and make things easier. uh, Yeah. Send like a little gif now. It wouldn't be like a note in class. Oh, how far we've come. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I would... One thing that I will say while we're talking about asking for clarity and all of that is something my pastor says is that clarity is honoring. So I think that this is a scenario where I would advise you to look for a guy or to pursue a relationship or interest with a guy who is clear and isn't leaving you guessing a lot. Um, obviously, at the very beginning, there's going to be some sorting through. And you're like, oh, oh my sure. gosh, does he like me? Does he not? But that should, I feel like that was the point Brett was trying to make. It should become clear pretty yes. quickly whether a guy likes you or not. And you may have to get to that point, like you were saying, of saying something about it. And that's okay. Like, having to get to that point, there's not a problem with that, I think. But once you've established where you're both at, then it should be pretty clear because there's nerves and there's like, oh my word, what are they going to say? And what are they thinking? And like on both sides before. So it's not like, well, I can't tell. So just forget, like you can pursue it a little bit, but as time goes on, the clarity should magnify, not get less. Does that make sense? I completely agree with that. So don't feel like it's weird or out of the norm. If there is a little confusion at the beginning, And I think that's probably what this question was alluding to is like, okay, I know this guy and he's being really nice to me. What do I do with it? Yeah. And so time is your friend. 
and ask for clarity if you need it. And then once you've established, if you check yes or no, <laughs> then you can hopefully see the relationship have more clarity, like Bethany was saying. One caution I would add, because I'm that girl, is in this between time of being uncertain or trying to figure it out, don't let your... We talked, you and Mel talked a couple weeks ago about your imagination running wild when you have a crush. Don't let that happen. Keep yourself in check because you really don't know anything at that super beginning stage of like, ooh, here's this new guy. And I don't know if he's being nice or if he likes me. So just be realistic. Have that friend that'll keep you in check and don't go crazy. <laughs> yes. Let your mind go at the same pace as the, as reality. We'll just call exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, so should we move on to the next question? I think so. Okay, here's another one I don't know the answer to. Um, why is it so hard to find a godly guy in the local church? I have to be honest here. This has not been my experience. Okay. So, <laughs> my experience has been, why is it so hard to find a godly guy in the local church who likes me? Yeah, okay, yeah, that, or I'm on the side of... Finding a godly guy at a local church that I'm interested in. or Either way. Either side. That. So. Maybe that was the heart behind the question, do you think? Or do you possibly, think it's just I would like, say there are no. If it's literally the first one, I would say maybe go to a different church. And I don't mean that in a church shopping, go find a guy kind of way. But really dig into like if there's guys there and none of them seem to be godly there would seem to be a discipleship breakdown somewhere. Either on their part seeking it out or on the part of the leadership maybe trying to instill this as a pattern in your church culture. So if that is completely lacking, that is something that maybe would lead to time to find a different place to worship. If it could be that it's a huge church. And so really getting to know people is hard and also bigger churches people who are not as familiar with church, shall we say, tend towards those places just because it is bigger and it's the ones they know of. You know what I mean? So there may be that aspect of it. So that would be my answer to strictly that question. Now, I think like you said, it's probably more of what we were talking about is like, why is it so hard to find a godly guy in the local church who likes me or I like them? What is it we always joke about our four things? Oh, yes. <laughs> he loves Jesus. He likes me and he's normal. Mm-hmm. Is that what, it's only three things. Yeah. It's really easy to find two out of the three of those in any combination. Yes. He may love Jesus and be very normal and not like me. <laughs> he may be very normal and like me, but not love Jesus. So that's what I've run into more, I think. Just yeah. over all of my church life as a whole. Finding all of those things is tough. <laughs> and then on the flip side, someone that I'm also interested in. And why is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know either. The first thing that kind of popped into my mind is, and I feel like maybe somebody else asked this question and it may have got lumped into this one, but, or it may have just been you and me talking Uh about it and planning, but I feel like the number of single Christian women in the local church is typically higher than the number of single Christian men in the local church, particularly once you get into your late 20s and 30s that's definitely the case at my church yeah and at my church my church is like 90 percent young families which is so fun <laughs> no i'm it's great but there is 
that I don't want to say deficit because that makes it sound awful. Well, if we're talking pure numbers, it is a deficit. Yeah. So that's kind of where my mind went is, you know, where is the, why is that? Why do there seem to be more? Oh, maybe it's not so much that there are guys there and they're not godly. The question may be saying, why are there not guys at all? Yeah. Or why are the godly guys, like none of them are single? Well, that's why. Yeah, well, that's... (laughs) Dang it. I mean, if we're being real blunt. <laughs> I literally, me and Lauren were talking the other night and we had that conversation. We're like, where? And we named off like three or four of our married guy friends who are awesome guys who love yeah. the Lord, have their life together. And I'm like, where are all of those? And Lauren was like, they're all married. And I'm like, okay, yes. Yeah, so then where are the rest of them? Because some of them have got to not be married yet, right? And I did not get invited to that party. Yeah. Let me just say. So I re- I'm struggling with really trying to figure out an answer to this question. Cause I, if you know, tell me, because I'm just yeah. as curious to, to figure out what the answer is to this as you are. I think at the end of the day, if God wanted you to be with a guy at your church, he would bring a guy there for you to be with. So do I know statistically? Oh, I said statistically. I can't normally say yeah, that you word. Said it right. I stutter over it. Um, do I know why that's like that? Not necessarily. But I do know that it in no way thwarts the sovereignty of God. And so if he has that for you, he will bring that to you. Yes. And you can rest in that. Mm-hmm. That goes back to what we've said in a couple previous episodes of if you're putting yourself in these positions to meet people, when it comes down to it, wherever you're supposed to meet the guy, if you're putting yourself in that position, that's what you can do. So if you're going to church and you are involved in a small group or the singles ministry or whatever opportunities are there, if you're you know, meeting people at your job, if you're pursuing hobbies, you know, you're not just sitting at home waiting for the Amazon guy to bring you your boyfriend on your doorstep, then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but it's true. If you're, if you're being diligent in those things, then you're doing your part. You can't summon your husband as much as we would all like to. So if you are being diligent to do what only you can do. You've got to trust and let God do what only he can do. And that is orchestrating the timing and the location and the manner in which you will meet the guy that you're going to marry if that's what your future is going to hold. Yeah. So, but to actually answer this question, I don't really know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know from a numbers perspective. I don't, and we've talked about before, like we only have what's in this question. Mm Mm-hmm. And so if you asked this question and we have not answered it or you're like, oh my word, that is not what I meant. Message us again. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take another stab at it. We can just mess, we can message back and forth and kind of get more at, at the specifics of what you're asking. But I, I will say this, talking about resting in the Lord and trusting him and his timing and all those things, it doesn't mean you can't go to a different church. Absolutely. We are always saying you should not go to a church just to try to meet a guy. However, if you go to a small church that's 97% people over 97, the the likelihood of someone your age coming there is low because that's not the demographic. It is okay to go somewhere else to foster that community and it will up your chances of meeting someone. That's okay to do. It's okay to go to singles events and social things of bigger churches that have single singles ministries for that very purpose. That's okay to do. But if you're doing those things and the Lord has not brought someone to you, then that's what's best for you now. 
even if it's not what you want. And so trust in him, trust in his character and deepen your faith and your dependence on him through this time of waiting that he has for you. Yeah, Bethany and I have clearly been doing this a long time because I literally just had a thought and then she said it, which is awesome. But I was basically going to say the same thing is community is one of the biggest, most important factors that comes from church as far as we churches to fellowship with other believers. And it's very important to be able to do that with people who are in a similar stage of life season uh, (laughs) that you're in and so if you have to go to another church to find that it's fine but I would really and this is something you can be praying about to be like Lord I feel like there is nobody here that I am connecting with whether on a friendship level or beyond that do you want me to stay here are would you are you leading me to go somewhere else and like start asking him for clarity on that and he'll give that to you so yep that would be my final piece of advice for that question. Okay. Are last we ready one. for the last question? <laughs> yes. Okay. So the question is, how do you deal with players? The guy my friend likes flirts with her, but also several other girls. I love that a friend of someone is putting this in. Like I, cause I'm definitely like, I can fall on both sides of this coin here. You're I can, a player? No, 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 no. I'm saying No. <laughs> Don't ruin my reputation. I'm joking. <laughs> I can either be the girl who flirts back with the player, oh. or I can be the overprotective friend. So I, gotcha. I feel like I've been in both seats in this case. Yeah. I think the question says, the guy my friend likes, not the guy my friend is dating. Mm. Good, good distinction. Because I think those are two different reactions. <sighs> Knowing girls, we misinterpret things as flirting sometimes. If she likes him, but he has not expressed any interest in her or any of the other girls, he's just a flirt, you don't do anything. You just kind of have to tell your friend, hey, I don't think he's interested. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in the situation and you can totally tell that he knows that she likes him and he's taking advantage but still flirting with these other girls, you got to make your friend aware of it because if she doesn't know... She needs to find out quickly and from you (laughs) and tell her to cut it out. Yeah. You deal with players by not dealing with them. If they're truly a player, you get out of there. Yeah. I think. And this is just one of those moments where you will kind of see how deep your friendship is because my closest, deepest friendships are with people who would come to me and say, Kristen, yes, he's flirting with you. Yes, I know you like him. Yes, he's very cute. But I also have seen him flirt with X, Y, and Z. And you were there too. And it's going to be best for you to walk away from this. And you should listen to those friends. Yes. And some of you may have friends that will listen to you. And that's awesome. And you should be very, very grateful for those people. There will be some friends who will have to learn the hard way. But I think it's your responsibility as a friend, if you're in the friend role, to be honest with your friend, but at that point you've done all you can do. That's exactly what I was going to say is you have to tell them, tell them why you're telling them and why you think that what you're telling them to do is a good idea. And then you got to just stay out of it. Yeah. And tell them that you are. If they're not listening, you got to tell them, hey, okay, look, I've told you. (laughs) We had a situation where I told Chris and I was like, okay, I've told you this. 
And it was not that big. It's not this huge deal. But I was like, okay, I told you. I said, when I'm right. And Kristen was like, I know, I know. Don't come crying to you. And I said, no, you absolutely can come crying to me. But after a while, like after enough times passed, I'm going to say I told you so. <laughs> so all of that to say, if you're the friend who's telling her and she's like, no, I don't want to do it or I don't believe you, whatever. Just know she's really liking this guy and she wants to think the best of him and love is blind and all of those things. So don't take it personally. Be the friend that says, hey, you can come cry on my shoulder when you're done, but I'm going to say I told you so. That's fine too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, for sure. Just, yeah, be honest because this is something that I sometimes will struggle with. I feel like I'm trying to make an effort to get better at this but I want to be supportive all the time and so I just kind of Mm. I assume the best about a lot of people too when there are times I probably should be like hey I don't love that I saw this or I don't love that this is a pattern I'm noticing in this person and you want it to be the best yeah and that's such a good thing to be because I'm not that (laughs) so (laughs) I know there's a balance it's like you want to be supportive and you want to be trusting and positive to an extent but you also want to be aware and in tune to reality and what's going on and that's a that's a hard line to walk typically people fall one way or the other and if you are walking that line perfectly then go buy yourself coffee good for you but (laughs) yeah just be honest with your friend and if you're the girl that is being flirted with by the player coming from someone who is not only flirted but dated players okay not worth your time at Uh -uh. all and i know that i don't normally say very straightforward things but i'm going to say straightforward things that's the second episode in a row you've said that i think i'm trying to like be more blunt in a kind way but be straightforward no it's not worth your time you want a guy who wants to be with you and only you oh absolutely and i hate to break it to you but while i'm bursting bubbles around here might as well keep going (laughs) you will not change him As much as you think you will, and as much as you want to, and you're like, oh, I know all of this, but I'm different, or he's different when he was with me, or whatever else there is, the likelihood of that happening is way lower than you would ever want to think that it is. Yeah, and you don't even want to be the one to change him. If he's going to change, you would hope that the Holy Spirit would get a hold of him and like change his heart and his intentions and his actions and the way he treats people not because you told him he should change yeah exactly so how to deal with them is steer clear with them but if you're forced into a situation where you have to deal with them honesty is key oh yeah and be honest with your friends and friends listen to your friends if these are people that you truly trust and value yeah their opinion then it's hard enough for a friend to go confront a friend about something so I always say, I'm like, if there's a hard conversation that's being had, this is not just typically something that, oh, on a whim, I'm going to have the super hard conversation. They have thought through this yeah. and they have considered whether to say it or not probably 14 times before they actually came to you. So be gracious. Take that into consideration when they're talking to you and figure out who you really trust. Do you trust this boy that you barely know that just flirts with you and three other girls? that are around or do you trust your friend that truly has your best interest at heart yep so amen there Drop we go the there whatever we go. <laughs> that sums that one up all right guys well that is all we have for today be sure and check back next week where we will be premiering with season four okay so we're coming at you february 12th with what's the point of dating anyway this one's gonna be fueled by some uh personal experiences that's what we'll call it right personal growth 
personal growth. That's a very positive way to say it. Look at you. So we're going to be talking about frustrations in dating obviously from the title a little bit, but then also like really getting to the heart of what is the point of dating? We've talked about how it's not in the Bible. This whole concept of modern dating is nowhere to be found. So taking what is in the Bible and then interweaving it with modern dating and saying, okay, what is the point? What are we trying to accomplish with this? And hopefully give us and you some renewed energy when it comes to tackling this whole dating thing. I wish y'all could see my facial expression. (laughs) She just described all that. No, it's going to be great. And it's going to be an encouragement that I need, that Bethany needs, that a lot of you probably need, uh, especially around Valentine's Day. Exactly. So we are really looking forward to having that conversation and for y'all getting to hear it. There we go. We will be back next week. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm